See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right, and hey, 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 this is Big Show number 35, Slow Robot A-Go-Go. And that was from, uh, that was that Junior Bruce from... Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I didn't yeah, the, the beginning of, uh, yeah, in case anyone wondered what that was about, that, that, that intro was uh, Junior Bruce's uh, intro when he, they went cut to him I think the first time in Death Race 2000. Nice. Anyway, yes, you're listening to Slow Robot A Go Go, the show that doesn't say no no. And with us is show 35. Uh, you can see us, of course, send us emails at zenbone at hotmail.com. You can friend us in our little happy group of people on Facebook. Uh, just look for Slow Robot A Go Go uh, as a group, and we will add you. And if you want to hear more of my stupid shenanigans, you can listen to Bunch of Dorks at bunchofdorks.com or, of course, on iTunes, you can listen to Bunch of Dorks, and we are the one with about 235 shows, or, of course, on iTunes, subscribe to us and at Slow Robot A Go Go and say how awesome we are. Who is with me tonight? Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. Thank you very much yes. for that. And what do you have going on? Well, we have the uh, the uh, comic book podcast, which is called Two Dimension Comic Book Podcast with No Direction, where we just did uh, some really cool shows that we'll be uh, having out pretty soon. Wow. And, uh, See, now you had said, last time we talked, you had said you weren't on there for a while, and then I just asked you before we I hit the big record button, and you said, yeah, we, we did like three hours worth of shows or something no, like yeah, that. Yeah, we did three shows. Oh, my God. We, huh? we, we, actually, we actually went and did three separate shows just on comic book-related movies, and we just finished oh that. Oh, my God. And we still missed them, because after the show was over, I went, oh, yeah, we, we didn't do that one, but See, enough. No. <laughs> There's been more bad than good, in my opinion. Oh, hell yeah. With the comic book movies, they are very... I mean, I know they're really vogue now, and everyone loves them because of the Avengers and Iron Man, and they're so cool, and blip, 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 and the big brooding Batman. But, boy, there's been so many terrible, terrible movies. I mean, technically, they're getting better now because Marvel got their act together as far as they're getting... They got Joss Whedon. They're getting good mm. actors. They're getting good. They're getting good writers and good stuff writers. like that. Back in the seventies and eighties, it was like the cheese factor. Yeah, zero production value, zero money going into it. It was just kind of like whatever, there's there's yeah. the FF movie, Fantastic Four movie from like the nineties, which is like god awful Corman great. Yeah, see you 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 got that for me, and I haven't even watched it yet. Oh I, man, I'm saving that for a rainy day when I really want to feel heartbroken and sad. Yeah, well you will, and then you <laughs> might be suicidal. So be careful, <laughs> okay. you know. Make sure you got some Xanax or something mm. to keep you. But from enough going about that. Edge. That's the other. That's the other podcast. This <laughs> podcast we talk about movies. So yes. what? What did you watch? Anything good this week? Uh, good. <laughs> well, okay. Let me rephrase that. Did you watch any movies this week? Uh yeah well we watched I watched our movies and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you haven't watched any good movies this week no not you? really no 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 how about you well I in the because they're redoing Total Recall and it's coming out on August third and Total this one is a remake 
I'm actually intrigued by. I watched the trailers and I'm like, ooh, that that looks pretty good. And you know, with Total Recall, my my rule is unless if they have the three-breasted woman and if they have the hooker midget, then it's then it's still you know then it's still that movie. It's still Total Recall. Uh, in the trailer, they show the three-breasted woman, so I'm like, okay, this is actually Total Recall. This isn't a fake. So in honor of that, I watched the original one. Now I'm a real sucker for the old uh, Running Man and all the old Schwarzenegger stuff. You know, eighties, eighties Schwarzenegger, uh, Commando, and all that is just the cheese factor is off the charts. He's at his peak with just physical, crazy. Like he's hilarious. I, I, I really enjoy his movies. I, I, I honestly do. I, I enjoy every one of his movies. Not everyone, most every one of his movies. And in the eighties, I just couldn't get enough of them. So yeah. I re in in honor of the new one coming out, I rewatched Total Recall, and I'm probably gonna watch like uh, Running Man either tonight or tomorrow just for with uh, Richard Dawson. Yeah, Cadre <laughs> Cola. Actually, you know what I did watch? I had forgotten about it because, of course, seeing your moment again. Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, actually, a, a good movie that I'd never seen before, which would have been the first James Bond movie, which was Doctor No. It was on uh, It was on Encore the other day, and I, like I said, I'd never seen it before. And it was interesting because it was before all the gadgets and all that stuff, and it was just ba- basically oh. like a straight-ahead spy, like spy thing. movie. And it was actually very good because of it. I mean, I love Goldfinger, and I love all the other ones, but this one was kind of different in a way. Now, who, who was... Who was um who was that in that one? That was Doctor No. Yeah, no, no, no. Who was the uh, who was Bond in that one? Um, oh, the the gray, the only real Bond, Sean Connery, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, because who was it? There was Roger Moore, afterwards Sean Connery, Sean Connery, and then who was the first one? Sean Connery. No, there was one before him. You mean the one on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry yeah. Nelson. No, I'm thinking of somebody different. Uh, it doesn't matter. There, there's a third Bond, not not the new guy, but I I thought there was one before Connery. There was a. There, I remember being a TV, and I think it came out on VHS. It was called Casino Royale, and it was with Barry Nelson. I think it was a TV or a low budget thing. Mm. And in between that and the movies, I have no clue if there was another Bond or not. No, I think there was, but doesn't matter. I, I agree but with you. But Connery's though. the Sh- best one. I always thought Sean Connery was the best. The new guy is pretty good. The that Brit. The yeah, the, whatever his name is. I don't I care know. what it is. Yeah, the, some Sting. The, the new Bond. <laughs> the new Bond starring Sting is pretty good, but other than you know. I, those are, I really was big into them for a, lo- a while, and then I stopped watching them. I don't know why. Like, the Bond movies, like, I really liked them, and I thought they were cool, and then I just kind of, like, went, eh, I've seen those enough. You know, I, I don't know why. Yeah, Spy's, uh, Spy's always one of my favorite. We should do a, yeah. a cheesy one at some those point. Those are good movies. It's always, they always have good babes and, you know, some action and some, uh, you know, uh, special effects. You know, yeah, there really is. I mean, I remember seeing Goldfinger as a kid in whatever sixty-five or sixty-six at a drive-in, which has probably been my first drive-in experience. And I think I fell asleep, but still, you know, I still uh, remember it being very cool. And it was shot in wow. Miami Beach, or parts of it was shot that's cool. in Miami. So that's always a good thing. Actually, I did watch another movie. See, as 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 I talk about things, yeah, my, my my brain, which has been like kind of clogged up by. You know, uh, widgets. By the, uh, <laughs> you mean clogged up by this week's verses? Yeah, by that too. This week's verses challenge was painful for on all fronts. But okay, but well, well, more about that yeah. later. Exactly. For for whatever reason, I decided to watch some stupid 
TNA movie. Nice. I guess it must have been because it had TNA. But and I was talking about Hot Dog, the movie last right, week. Right, yeah. And then you were probably like, oh, I gotta go watch some bad, bad... So Yeah, so I go on Netflix and I see this thing called the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Okay, it was shot in Miami. I go, okay, that's a plus. Well, that's an automatic for you then. Yeah. I mean, if it's in Miami, it's you in just Miami, I gotta it. see it. I gotta see it. You know, yeah. yeah. I gotta see it. And then uh, it's got Christopher Lee in it. Really? Okay, I gotta check that out. Yeah. Fran Drescher in an early role. <laughs> Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> One of the dudes from Bosom Buddies, not the, the guy that isn't not Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Boy, those two career paths. One went yeah, straight well. up and one went straight down. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite comedian actresses, she was pretty cute and has big boobies, would uh, would have been would be Colleen Camp. And it Colleen was Colleen Camp. Yeah, she was in a lot of things. She was in mm. actually she was in Apocalypse Now in a brief scene, but she was in um God, what am I thinking about? She was in uh remember that movie Clue? Yes. Remember the maid with the big boobies? Oh yeah. Colleen yeah. Camp, baby. Wow. Yeah. She was in uh one of the one of the Smokey and the Bandits too. I think the third one. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, although I loved Clue and watched that a lot, I would remember her more from Smokey and the Bandits. Yeah, she was in the third one. That tells you something about me. Yeah. You know, like I like those old Smokey and the Bandit movies and the any which way with loose with the uh, the Gumball Rally with Jackie Chan. Oh, oh Cannonball God. Rally. Cannonball Can- Rally. Cannonball with, with Jackie Chan and it. That's believe right. It or not. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was a comedy and it had boobs, but really it wasn't funny. But I sat through the whole thing. I said, okay, well, you know, at least it's got a few naked ladies, so I don't have to fall asleep or anything yeah, like nice. that. But, yeah, why not? You know, but not a good movie at all. No, nothing there for no, you. No, no. But, you know, if you like 80s boobs, well, you know, and they're real, I think, so there you go. <laughs> Have at Boy, it. Boy, that's one thing that you notice right off the bat. When you watch these older movies, pre, like, how, yeah. how ever, everyone, like, mutilates themselves, you know, compared to, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, the natural-looking women, uh, kind of nice compared to the... Uh, to the other ones. To the prefabs. Yeah, to the bolt-ons. Yeah, I mean, even though I think they're probably getting better at, <laughs> at doing them. But, well, I don't uh, know. They still look like fake. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But, hey, you know, I did see those two, and I'm, I'm sure I saw something else, but I can't remember right now. If if I remember as the show comes along, I'll just stop it in midstream and go, wait a minute. Forget these movies. I got to talk about another movie. But uh, Yeah, see, I started watching Mimic, and then I was like, ooh, this is bad. No. So I got rid of that. Um, I watched A Boy and His Dog. I like that movie. Is that yeah. with Don Johnson? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. It was pretty interesting. The The dog voiceover got a little bit annoying, but eh, what are you going to do? Oh, you know what else I watched? Battlefield Earth. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so brutal. With Johnny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I also watched Adventureland. What's that? Oh, um, that was... You, you ever? Did you ever see Zombieland? Mm-mm. Uh, really? No, I never saw it. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a newer one. It's like a... There's like this skinny neurotic guy who stars in Zombieland and also in Adventureland. And Adventureland was um, kind of just like a... A gawky teenager is working at a, at a crappy... Um, amusement? Amusement park. And I, it hits home for me because I used to... When I was a kid, um, before my profession as a pizza maker, I would... Me and uh, two other friends worked at a place called Dorney Park in Pennsylvania. 
Hmm. And uh, we were the game operators, just stupid kids. You know, like we were 16 <laughs> or 17. That was our summer job. You oh, know, okay. you, school was out. You'd go work at Dorney, and then and then at the end of the summer, you went back to school. You know. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So it was a it was a kind of the same. You know, I mean, like where like things remind you, and you start laughing. You think about it because it was so long ago, but it was still cool. And um, then I rewatched the one starring um, Jet Li. I don't oh. know if you ever heard. You ever hear that one? Ever, yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's a kind of a good sci-fi movie, you know. Black Mask, I think, was the one of his that I saw. Yeah, that was a pretty, pretty intense one. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, definitely. But enough about this. What, what, what did we watch for this week's versus? Now, what did you pick as your entry into our this this week's? Uh, we didn't have a, an exact genre for our versus show. All skate. The, it was an all skate. Now, basically, in case you haven't listened to the older uh, episodes, you're just joining us. Every now and then, like once every two or three shows, we have what's called a versus show. And in the versus show, we pick a genre, and then Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown and Mao try to pick the worst movie they can find to inflict on the other ones, <laughs> on the other on the other person. And then whoever chose the worst movie wins. Now, currently, we're at a one-one tie. And let's see, this this week wasn't, there was no genre picked. I think, what was the first, the first one was, oh, oh my gosh, boy, really taxing. What was the second genre? Uh, second, <laughs> zom- zombies. Yeah, it was the, zombies. The second one was zombies. Teenage zombies versus uh, uh, Gangs of the Dead. Gangs of the Dead, which you beat me. Gangs of the Dead was horrible, but not quite as horrible. And the first one I can't even remember what it was. It was maybe like... It wasn't Girls in Prison. I forget what it was. No, but it could be next time. Yeah, eh, whatever. So now this week, we couldn't really... We wanted to do a Versus show because, to be honest, they're a little bit more fun than us reviewing just a regular movie. So we like to do the Versus show, and then uh, and this week was an all-skate. In, in that, no genre, just pick, bring what you can bring, and you know, and see who, who has the worst... Movie to two. Yeah, you you had to explain to me what an all skate was because I had forgotten because I can't skate. But it's <laughs> I guess it's when you're in the roller rink and well, then yeah. everybody goes yeah, like instead of like couples dancing or girls or choice yeah. or boys choice they go all skate all skate everyone goes yeah everyone goes skating so this is our all skate. Next time we do an all skate we should do like roller boogie or something yeah. like that. Ah, good idea. Well, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna drop in. Uh, I have two wonderful movie trailers chosen. <laughs> I'm gonna start with uh. The the our midterm our middle one is going to be chain gang women and then uh, I'll, I need to I'll, find that movie. I'll do one for the end of the show then so when we come back we'll talk about what we chose for our this week's versus. All right, close it up. We're moving out. All right, you heard the man. Let's move it. If you've ever wondered what hell was like, this is it. A world where men and women live like animals, and the only human emotions left are hate and lust chain gang women. They lived by one golden rule. Take what you want. When you leave, take me with you. I just got rid of one girl. Besides, it's dangerous with us. I don't care. It's worse than a prison here. Y'all just get out there and do a good day's work for the state. And we'll just get along fine. Funny how, man, values change in here. Most important thing to use a bath. Next week it'll be a can of warm beer. And if you was here long enough, the most important thing would be to get out. Motion picture.
picture as shocking as it is true. Chain gang women. They had nothing to lose but their lives and yours. You know, honey, I could kill him. I'll stick his eyes out. And it wouldn't make the slightest difference. Leave her alone. Don't miss chain gang women. When you live like an animal, anything goes. Jesus, can you love a working man? Working for the. All right. Thank you very much, chain gang women, for all that. For all your chain gang. Yes. And that's one of those movies we were just talking about it on the break. That's one where the. The advertisements are kind of probably a little bit more exciting than the actual movie. Yeah, that used to happen a lot, actually. Yeah, you'd see the trailer for the movie, and you're like, this is going to be, this is boobs galore. Well, they whatever. do that now. Yeah. You know, like all these things, you're like, oh my God, i got to see Abraham Lincoln, vampire killer. <laughs> and then it gets like, you go on Rotten Tomatoes, you're like, what's a 3% out of 100? That's not good. You know, it, it wasn't that low, but it might as well have been. Yeah, you saw it? No, I was really hyped, oh, okay. I was really hyped up to see it. And then, it, then of course, opening weekend, and it, it did score like a 29 or a 32% out of 100. And that's like a collection of, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is this website that has like a collection of movie reviewers. So it's not like one guy going, this sucked. You know, everyone said, this sucked. So I was like, not going to plop down my $19 to see that one. I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix next week. Might be yeah. might be something for a future show. It, yeah, probably because I do want to see it. It's but but that was one where you watch the the trailer and you're like, wow, you know, that's like chain gang women or you know that that's not gonna be that, yeah, that exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not okay. So as promised, this was our versus entries. Why don't you go ahead, Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown? <laughs> what did you pick for this week? Well, I picked a movie. Well, it's kind of a movie. <laughs> called Shriek of the Mutilated. Now, there are shrieks in it, and people do get mutilated, but the premise of it is that it's a Bigfoot movie. Now, Bigfoot was like a kind of like a big deal back in the 70s. I guess I guess there was some kind of a guy who supposedly had like shot footage of Bigfoot in the in the woods, which, you know, God knows what it was. And it was like making such and making the rounds on the uh, in search of shows or whatever. It's like this is actual. This is the missing link between human and ape and blah blah blah. Right, right. So, so this became such a big deal that of course it spawned the genre of like movies. I mean, they were they were before that they were like abominable snowman movies and stuff like that. But you know, you got like when when this when this uh, film when this clip got shown in the 70s, you started getting big. Well, there was a movie called Bigfoot. There was, which is pretty, pretty good and bad. Also, you know, you've got like, uh, you know, um, what is it? This one, Shriek of the Mutilated, The Legend of Boggy mm. Creek, you know, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was, it was like a hot item or a hot news, um, yeah, news headline. So all the B movie movie actors or ma- makers just said, well, this is a cheap, this is exploitation, yeah, something a we can per- exploit, perfect exploitive, you know, you know, so. 
this is this is a Bigfoot movie, yet is it really a Bigfoot movie? I guess it uh, is technically. Yeah, this one was one where they they try and do an end around, and they're like, oh, but wait, maybe yeah. it isn't. Dun dun dun. So anyway, I guess uh, what was it? The beginning of it was really weird because it's like. Some like kind of like inbred dude at the beginning is like yelling, and somebody gets their head like yeah. I don't even know off. what that was. That must have been a clip from the earlier expedition they talk about, but I, it's not explained. And nothing's explained. And you sit there and you go, uh, what? And then it's the typical like, you see a head get chopped off, and then no no blood, but then like a mannequin's head goes flying into a pool and bobs around because it's yeah. obviously made of like styrofoam, you know. Yeah. And you go, hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, that is Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. That's his entry. My entry for this week was a lovely little thing called Birdemic, Shock and Terror. So, Birdemic, Shock and Terror was a movie made in 2010. And I am going to say movie in the biggest air quotes you can ever imagine (laughs) because upon viewing this you're like what the hell is this and after that first scene when you're confused and like uh (laughs) it goes downhill from there in a bad bad way i think technically in my opinion this is possibly in the top 10 worst things to ever be a thing in the history of ever it might be one of the worst things that ever has gotten a release, and uh, I mean, it was released through not okay. theatrically, yeah. obviously, but let's be blunt. Severin Films put it out. This movie's worse than Ten Hitlers. You know what I mean? Like this is like the worst scourge uh, on the earth. And if anyone knows who made this, they should immediately run up and kick him in the balls as hard as they can. But unlike <laughs> Mao, I found this movie to be in a perverse way. Mildly entertaining, I'll say. Mm, Especially c- the effects part. I'm gonna of this call movie. shenanigans because you just told me you fast forwarded through most of the scenes. I fast forwarded to, to the ending. The end of the scenes because they were so. No, no, no! I fast forwarded the ending because I knew uh, the ending dragged for like. Oh well, my god! Well, well, uh, well. Let's just talk about the movie yeah, we'll, a little bit. We'll, we'll, you want to talk about yours or mine? Uh, we'll talk about mine. Whatever, okay. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so Shriek of the Mutilated by. That was the 1974. Right. 1974 by the by uh, Mike Finley, who was uh, a kind of a exploitation softcore filmmaker. Him and his wife Roberta made like some. I think that the the movies they made were called like Olga. Olga is like some S and M kind of exploitation. I things. know that title, but I don't know. I've never seen Olga's them, House I, of Degraded Women and yes. Olga's House of Pancakes or whatever. And I you think know, those and, are the kind that are shown even on Netflix because they're not. By today's standards, no, they're, they're nothing. Pain. Like, yeah, they're not. They're not. But they're S and M, right? They're supposed to be. And um, this, you know what? One of the things that you can tell it's seventies, but it has a lot of sixties stink on it. So this must have been like one of those things that was probably made over a long period of time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It starts off and you're like, wow, this is the sixties. But then you're like, no, this is the seventies because they had the the one lady had the the biggest stop sign glasses I've ever seen. <laughs> like in the 70s women wore glasses that made them look like owls well this lady was well, like well check it out check it out yeah. <laughs> well when we talk about it well you'll see the similarities between the four kids in the van with the little and oh the, the with the flowers scooby-doo baby yeah scooby-doo that's that's velma buddy so this is this is 
Scooby-Doo. The guy who w- made Scooby-Doo watch this and said, I can rip this off. <laughs> I think it was the other way around. I think Scooby-Doo came out <laughs> earlier and the guy no, who no, made this no, movie. No, this influenced okay. Steven Spielberg and the guy that made Scooby-Doo. Oh, God. I just wish Steven Spielberg could make movies like this. Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, she's she's Velma. And the guy's like, uh, one of the guys is Shaggy. And the other guy, well, the other two, and whatever whatever the other girl is, Trixie, or, you know, whatever her name is. So anyway, they're like the Scooby-Doo kids, but we're getting ahead of ourselves right. there. She does have the biggest glasses ever in humanity. Because after that, uh, not annoying, after that just confusing first scene with the guy getting his head chopped off, um, they cut to, like, an auditorium um, like classroom, a college, a yeah. college classroom, and that's where you're introduced to these this gang, you know, they're obviously too old for college. Well, not not too old for college, but whatever. They're older. They're, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're not 21-year-old well, kids. Well, they're, they're going through their second or third major, I think. <laughs> Let's give them a little break, you know? <laughs> you know, they're probably like 26, They're returning 27. adults. You know, yeah, they're returning adults. They've well, had their kids. They're in vocational their kids are, school. Their kids are yeah. in college now. They're coming back. So. They're coming back to get like a bachelor's degree so they can like, I don't know, get a cooking degree or something. <laughs> so apparently in the 70s. Now y'all y'all think of the the like the the patch elbow jackets from the seventies. Oh yeah. And also and you, but don't forget about the fad that is people with pipes because apparently pipes. not water bongs that was the sixties not yeah. marijuana pipes. Yeah. Now this is like one step away from Sherlock Holmes because they were in the middle of a party and one guy was like oh yeah and he he like put a pipe in his mouth to like say I'm sophisticated like yeah I mean you know there like was a, a lot Hefner of sophistication thing. in the seventies I can tell. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like at you know the Playboy Club. <laughs> Lots of sophisticated people. In this yeah. Family. So uh, anyway, yeah. So they're college students, and uh, I think uh, the the college professor for the uh, he's talking about the Bigfoot deal or whatever, and he I think he takes a liking to the one guy. I think his name is Keith or whatever. Yeah. And not Keith Moon. No, not Keith Moon. Keith Moon. That would have been a better, better movie. Much better, yeah. <laughs> like after I trashed the restaurant, that guy's house and the van, then I went and killed the Yeti. Yeah. So anyway, with the, my cocaine. I think the doctor's <laughs> name is Prell, Doctor Prell, whatever you know. So he didn't have any hair. No, he did. He have did hair. have hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had hair, and it was it was. That was know, a bad joke, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I guess he, you know, they're supposed to go to a party, but Doctor. Prell uh, gets Keith to go out. Let's go out to dinner. I want to talk to you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, uh, you know, I can have an expedition or whatever, you know. And so they do. And so his girlfriend goes along with, you know, her friends or whatever, the rest of them, to some dopey-ass party over at the uh, somebody's yeah. house. Yeah. Where, oh, yeah. That, with, this, like, some, well. <laughs> it's, like, a, such a weird party. Now, know? the cool thing about it, does, what the cool thing that's in your version of it, that's not in mine, even though the version I watch probably has better video. But that song, Popcorn, yeah, that was like a big hit in the 70s. That was a real song. Like I, When right. it came on, I was like, I know these songs. There yeah. was two or three songs in this movie that yeah. were real songs. Like, not, not, I mean... They were hits. They were like hits. Minor yeah, hits. Like, they probably weren't given permission to use them. They just yeah. Used no, them no, them. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, if in the beginning of the party scene, you see them cooking popcorn and all of a sudden the song comes on on yours not yeah, mine and the guy oh, there's a guy he has the outfit on he's like who wants fresh popcorn yeah. and I'm like what party is this you now, know, like, I, yeah now I guess whatever happened happened I don't know if they lost the rights 
But basically, like, it's not in the prints anymore. It has to be taken out. So yeah. it was on the early VHS <laughs> copies, which were, like, the, the worst band, ones. The band saw this and went, no, yeah. no, no, you get our music off of this yeah. right now. So they're at this party, 70s, yeah. frat party. Very, like, uh, everyone was very hairy. You know, <laughs> 70s were a hairy time. For, it was hairy. Yeah, yeah. 70s, yeah. So anyway. Shag on the floor, shag yeah. on those big mutton chops, you know. And it was rocking. Yeah, I can make some really dirty jokes with that. But anyway. But we're not going to. But we're not going to. Yeah. We just think about we're it. We're taking the know. high road. We're taking so, the high road as usual, per yeah. usual. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Um, entertainment right here. Yeah, yeah, family. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's family. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the doctor and... Uh, and Dr. Prell and Keith go out to dinner, and Dr. Prell tells Keith, I have a special delicacy here that I want you to taste at the restaurant. Right. It's this not on the very, menu. This is a very exclusive. And they, Waiter, tell the chef, chef blah, 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 that Dr. Prell's here. Wink, wink. Yeah, and, and then bring us two plates of ginseng. Yeah. I thought ginseng was some kind of uh, aphrodisiac thing or something. No, I think like ging, that. Jing, is that stuff that puts in, in sports drinks. Oh, you know, okay. Like, and if you're like, oh, I'm tired, I need some vitamin B and some ginseng. That's a different ginseng, anyway. So, so anyway, they're they're having dinner while the party's going on, and on, on, uh, and in the middle of the party, in comes some like Spencer, I think, this drunken old. He's an older guy. He's an older dude, and he's with his. Obviously, um, oppressed wife or girl, wife or girlfriend. Yeah, she's too good looking for him. Yeah, and he anyway. treats her like crap. He's like, you know. Yeah, he's all drunk. And then they mention an exhibi- an expedition, I should say. And he goes, oh, no, I was on an expedition before. And nobody made it except me, blah, 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 blah. You know? right. And like uh, the girl, his wife is like, oh, my God, he's embarrassing me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This and that. So, you know, the party's kind of being a little uncomfortable. Yep. And then he, he takes a couple slugs off of his gin bottle. Yeah. And he goes into this rant that's like a couple minutes long, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of tune him out because you're like, oh, okay, whatever. You know? I mean, he's obviously 40-something, and the rest of them are like in their late 20s or something. Yeah. So These are old college people, okay? These are so, older. But they had said, yeah, he the, the doctor wanted him to be like his, his protege, but he went nuts, and now he's just the They let him be the, the landscaper at the college or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this leads to one of the more entertaining films, yes. uh, parts of the film. Yes, yes, Because they go home. She's obviously angry because he screwed up their party and she wanted to get out and not be with him. And um, he's searching for a bottle of booze. She finally finds it and she, she <laughs> smashes it. Then he cuts her throat. Uh, with a with like a turkey knife or like one of those carving knives, <laughs> and then he goes in to wash up and it takes a bath with his beer in, in his clothing in the tub. She crawls across the floor and plugs in a toaster and nice. chucks it in with him. So this Mark, might be the first death by toaster scene in movie history. Could be. I can't think of any other earlier one. No, I mean, no. Often, often imitated but never duplicated. duplicated yeah. I think you know. very good. It was actually kind of like, and it. It was one of those scenes where she crawled pretty slowly, and yeah. uh, it, it was, it was. I mean, you know, with all the blood on him, you figure she'd be real dead, but I guess he didn't get the right <laughs> yeah, vein. Or something. I guess that's. What I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, but whatever. So yeah. that was actually a pretty interesting scene. So anyway, that's it for them. So yeah. no more Spencer and wife. So yeah. uh, uh, the next day they go on their little field trip in yeah. the in the mystery machine. They drive off, and the van pulls up, and it has those. The, the the vinyl green and blue flowers. That is it. 70s. Yes, it was. I was like, 
They should have had a keep on trucking thing on the side of it. Oh, or or if this van is a rocking, don't come a knocking or something like that. Yeah, definitely. They missed out on that one. So, so uh, as the van as the van goes through the woods out there, you know, they talk about how they. This is where they saw Bigfoot and they've heard him and they want to trap him and blah blah blah. So they ended up they end up at this guy Carl's house on the island. Carl kind of looks like Doug Hanning a little bit, you know the yeah. uh, the crappy '70s magician or whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah they they end up there and then uh, they you know they they start talking and and then like they meet. <laughs> They meet the Indian, the Italian Indian Laughing Crow. Dude, that guy looked like Joe Namath before the bottle. You. I'm telling you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, dude, is Joe Namath in this? Like, CC <laughs> Rider fame. His motorcycle's parked in the back. He's like, yeah, now I'm an Indian. I'm. Yeah, yeah, he's a little too hairy. drinks a lot, you know, yeah, or whatever. He, he's, yeah. <laughs> he really wants to kiss you. Yeah, he's, he looks a little, like, Italian, but, yeah. you know, or a lot Italian, actually. It's okay, Chief, he's Italian. Chief, uh, you know, Vito Scarpacci or whatever. <laughs> Chief, but, uh, Chief Giuseppe yeah. Camponi. So anyway, so, uh, you know, they go inside and, well, yeah, you know something bad's going to happen because Laughing Crow's got, the first thing you, first thing you see with him, he's got an axe and he's making funny, funny faces. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he can't talk. I think something happened to him. Like he had a bad, uh, I don't know, something accident. No, what happened was, uh, do, should I tell the reveal? Like what happened was, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he actually saw the Yeti before. That's but, it. But he ran back to his tribe and they didn't believe him. So they cut his tongue out and then they, then they said, get out of our tribe. You, we don't believe in Yeti. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no Yeti. It's pretty tough. So anyway, they go inside and they they I guess they have uh, they get acquainted and they have another lovely ginseng dinner and uh, I don't think so a couple of them don't like it too much. Yeah, like there's that one dude, the piano playing guy or whatever. Who goes Tom, on the I think camping thing with his guitar. Yeah, yeah, that you know, dude, you're like yeah. here we go, you know. Yeah, so they uh, they uh, you know they hang out there and then the uh, then they they make they talk more a little about the yeti or whatever and then. As they go to bed that night, the girls stay in one room and the guys stay in the other room. Yeah. So the one girl goes, "If you, if I'm scared, if you hear me knocking, can you knock back, Keith? You know, so the good-looking girl." So I know you're there. Yeah, the good-looking one. The other one is like, you not know, not Velma. Yeah, not Velma. L- what was the other one? Oh, I can't think of her D- name D- right D- now. D- no. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that was it. I can't mm-hmm. remember her name right now. I can't. Uh, anyway, so um, she's sleeping, but like she gets wakened because she hears. These like heartbeats, and I guess the 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 Yeti is supposed to have like really strong heartbeats. I I, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is on. Yeah, it. like and it's like this. That's the worst. Like you can't sneak up on somebody if your heart is beating so loud. It sounds like a drum. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, well, just wait to hear the drum, then start shooting. You know. <coughs> right. So anyway, they 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 get up the next day to go on Daphne. And, Daphne. Daphne, right. Yeah, Daphne, yeah, definitely. Velma and Daphne. <laughs> so anyway, they go out the next day and they uh, they start their uh, little expedition out in the woods. Um, as the four of them are going out there, one of the dudes decides, hey, this is, this. Is, I don't want to eat that ginseng crap anymore. I'm going to like, going to go hunting for some deer. Yeah, that's what he said. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Thomas. Tom. Yeah, 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 Tom. Yeah, Tom. So, uh, you know, they go, Tom, you know, he goes, yeah, 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 don't worry about it. I'm going to, I'm going to head off and, uh, you know, get some, shoot me up some grub. 
you know. So you know what you know right now what's gonna happen. So anyway, yeah. he uh he heads off and he starts hearing like the you know, some noises. The heartbeat. The heartbeat, yeah. So he uh he basically gets it gets it from Mr. Yeti guy or whatever, you know. Yeah. Now the Yeti guy you don't really see him good at all. As a matter of fact, in one of the flashbacks, you just see him in negative. Yeah. When that Spencer guy in the party's talking, talking about, about the about Yeti, it's you know, it's like all in negative, kind of like, like washed out. It's so white you can hardly see anything. I don't know if it's know. like supposed to be like a bad dream. He's trying to. I thought that because he was talking about how it was the worst storm ever. I think they were trying to make it look like it was snowing that bad, yeah, and they just overexposed it, it to make it white. It. That was my theory on it, but it didn't work. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So and. Like I don't know that Yeti, the Yeti just does like this full on like middle linebacker sprint and pretty much just tackles Tom and kills him. Yeah, he kind of looks a little bit like Disney's a shaggy dog a little bit. Yeah, like a shaggy dog with part Brian Urlacher. Yeah, so a he has bit. he has the clothing speed, but he looks like a big hairy dog. Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. Know. So anyway, they go out looking for Tom, and you know. They just go out looking for Tom. Yeah, there is a lot of milling about. This yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Padding, as they say. Yeah, this is like one of those same kind of movie where there's really not enough written, and they just kind of show him walking around in the woods, and oh, I'm so worried. And then they show the one girl brooding that she misses Tom. Yeah, and, and then they that, show, you know, like it just kind of keeps going. You know, like right, not, not right. a whole hell of a lot's going on, but it just kind of keeps trudging along. Yeah. You know? And then, and then I think they 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 cut to back at the house, and then we find out one the one girl's there, Daphne's there, and they, we find out the story of Laughing Crow why he yeah. why he can't oh, yeah, talk. Yeah, that's right. I just kind of jumped ahead. I but pu- anyway, yeah, that's cool because we we that I, was my homage to Tarantino. I, yeah, I start yeah, jumping yeah. around. Yeah, randomly. it's like Pulp Fiction or something. Yeah, sure, hundred like percent. Why not? Yeah. So anyway, they tell that story, and then um, as they're looking for uh, Tom, all of a sudden the you know uh, Velma finds his severed this some dismembered legs yeah, sitting the leg. there or whatever it, she's like it screaming must be Tom's, blah, blah. yeah you know so I, and then then some for some reason or another she's like screaming and she ends up like running into a green the greenhouse or whatever that's yeah. out there and, yeah. and then like uh well she gets it from yeti guy too after yeah. that so that's number two two down two, two to go two to go yeah <laughs> so it's almost a full count yeah, yeah. So so meanwhile back at the base as as, as the doctor and everybody finds out what happens, Doctor Prell decides, Hey, I got a good idea on how to trap the Yeti. Why don't we use Tom's leg as bait? <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a hoagie roll, you know, yeah. dress it up. Yeah, so have uh, the have the uh, you know So Daphne doesn't think that's a real good idea. <laughs> but, you know, hey, they want that that's what they came out there to find Mr. Yeti guy and at least photograph him or get something off him. So that's yeah. what they go out and they they do. So anyway, as that's going on, Daphne decides that she's going to, while they're going out and trying to trap the Yeti, Daphne decides she's going to go to the greenhouse. I mean, she goes out looking for, for uh, the, see if she can find Tom or something. Right, and right. She ends up in the greenhouse and she sees the, finds the rest of Tom's body <laughs> there. Yeah. And then, like, I guess she passes out. Because the next scene is she's in bed, and the three of them go, no, no, you didn't see anything. It was just a dream. It was just a dream or yeah, whatever. Really weird. You know? So it's like, oh, really? Okay, okay. She's like, huh? Could have swore it wasn't, but. And so, yeah. so then they get the next bright idea. Well, maybe we should use, you know, Velma's body to 
to bait Mr. Yeti guy or whatever. So yeah. they're like, you know, uh, no, you know. <laughs> but it's like, I guess he gets over overrided uh, by by Keith, her boyfriend, and because he's on. At this point, he seems to be like, you know, buddies with Doctor Prell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they decide they're gonna do this, and of course, she doesn't want any part of it. So, uh, you know, they uh, what you call it? They just leave her at the uh, at the house and go, you know, go once again trying to catch Mr. Yeti guy. Yeah, the, the elusive. Yeah. No one, I mean, no wonder there's only one picture of that guy. He's really good. Yeah, he's good at hiding. Yeah, there was just that one film. Like, like the guy who did Where's Waldo. That that this movie inspired him <laughs> to make more Where's Waldo because he's like, I can't find the Yeti, uh, and then they're like, Well, I can't do Yeti because everyone knows what that looks. Like. I'll do Waldo, and then that's where this came from. That's where that's where that's 100 percent true. So, so anyway. <laughs> So hey, now that you now that you have a little bit of information about Waldo and Yeti, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, at this point, it gets even weirder. They 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 decide they want to use the uh, Velma's body to try to trap him, but then they set up this like trip wires or whatever to see if they could photograph him or whatever. It's just a strange. I you know one of those things. This is a this is an aside. I I don't really believe a tripwire would work unless it's attached to like a grenade. You know, yeah. Like, like you go like, oh look. Well, they don't want to blow them up. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I people always say, oh, you know, wow, it's a tripwire or whatever. I, I don't believe it. Yeah. The chances of you walking into one, oh uh, yeah, are so slim and none. And think of all the work it would take to like set up a tripwire. You know. <laughs> I, I just I, like you know, like like especially those ones that are big logs with the spikes and everything. Do you know how hard it would be to make one of those? It would take like a team, like a week to put one of those up. And they, they always show some dude with like, they tie a little branch and they're like, all oh, right, the tripwire's set. And you're like, really? What's that going to do? Swap me? It's just going to make me angry if like a little tree hits me. I'd be like, oh, now I'm really pissed. Yeah, so anyway, the Yeti gets through there. <laughs> well, yeah, because tripwires don't work for yeah, nothing. Yeah, they don't work. So so I guess. <laughs> Buy some grenades. Exactly. Or some. Or Well, they tried a bear trap earlier, but that didn't work. Claymore so. with Claymore. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess the Tom decides he's gonna go out and look for him. And as he's looking for him, he sees he see goes out in the woods and he sees speakers. And he's going like speakers. What the hell is this? Apparently, there's been like a that that Yeti heartbeat is basically just kind of like some kind of a little yeah. gimmick or it's whatever. Keith Moon. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Keith Moon's back. So it's basically a, a gimmick. <laughs> so we get, we're getting the impression that there is yeah, no Yeti. He's like, huh, this might be a tourist trap or what's going yeah, on and here. Then, you know? And then, boom, he gets knocked out. Yeah. He gets knocked out. Anyway, Elkabonged. Anyway, the next scene is uh, we see Laughing Crow cooking up Tom's head in a dish. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everyone knows a head belongs in a crock pot, laughing crow. Yeah. So it's like, are these people cannibals or what? What's going on here or whatever? So, <laughs> so uh, uh, wait, spoiler alert. If you know, I know this is from the 74, but we have to say spoiler alert if you're going to. Yeah. The big reveal. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're like, uh, the doctor and them are talking about like, uh, you know, oh, you know, what are we going to do this and that? And all of a sudden, Tom comes in out of the blue. I don't know, either I missed something or, or something, but all of a sudden, Tom comes in and he like tries to shoot Dr. Prell with a gun that he has, but the gun shoots blanks. Yeah, he's like, well, that silly boy. Those and, are all fake. They're and, all filled right. with blanks. And he gets knocked out again. 
So, so whose leg was it? It was Tom's leg. Did Tom come in with only one leg? No, no. Tom got his leg sawed off by. Yeah, but whoever. I'm saying he came in with the gun. So. Yeah, he came. I, yeah, that's the part that I don't under that the continuity <laughs> there is like you know. He grew his leg back, then he kicked the door in, and then he he's like, ha. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, Keith is the guy that came in, not Tom. Okay, Keith's Keith. Dead. Yeah, Keith. I'm sorry, I'm getting their names. Keith was the guy that was Keith, knocked out. And who was his buddy? Tom Keith, was his buddy. Oh, okay. So Keith comes in with the with the with gun, the, yeah, with the blank gun and gets and gets you know knocked out again. Right. So you know he's sitting there, and gosh darn it, he wakes up again. And he hits the and he takes off. Yeah, he's got a glass jaw like like Michael Grant. Yeah. You know what I mean, like he just gets tagged and falls down. He, he like takes off, runs out again. He's, no one's gonna get that sports reference I just made. <laughs> okay, moving on. And <laughs> and he and he, and he go and he goes to get help. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he gets help. In good the luck, form dude. Of, he gets help in the form of a spaz pill, and he apparently he takes it, and then he comes and spazzes out. So anyway, so Daphne's still like at the house, and she's kind of like shaky or whatever. So she, all of a sudden she's in bed in her in her nightgown. I wish not she nude, not not there, nude. Yes, I wish, but there you was know. no anything. No. There was no shenanigans in this movie or in my movie. No, we got like none. Uh, we got. You know, sex-free movie. Yeah. And to be honest, that's a detractor. I'm not really big into those movies, but damn it, if you're going to make a crap movie, you better have something. Somebody better be naked in it. I don't care, you know, whatever. You got to do something. If you're going to make an exploitation, what's more more exploiting than a naked woman's body or whatever? Well, yeah, you know? I mean, you know, you're kind of missing out on... One of the main, you know, uh, tenets go, of the yeah, exploitation movie. Go big movie. or go home, maker. Yeah, okay. You, you know? got your monster, great. You got to appeal to the kids. You got to have your naked ladies to appeal you got to the, the older kids. flowers on the van. Where'd you miss out, you know? Yeah. So anyway, the the girl's at the house, and she's like in bed. She's like delirious. And all of a sudden, she looks out, and she sees the Yeti running around like a, like a big dumbass. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah, he's he like is, making noises or whatever. Like, he's just, hey, 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 yeah, yeah, he's just kind of like, wow. So she's so she's freaks. So she freaks out. She starts locking herself in, and she's going through the house. And she's all, like screaming. She's like screaming like a maniac. She's locking doors. She's like doing her best to keep like you know the yeti from getting in, as if he couldn't just break in because he's a yeti. And he has Brian Urlacher closing. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So he'll, just, he'll just tackle the house if he wants. Exactly. To. So yeah. she's going through the house. All of a sudden, she sees Velma dead there, screaming. She yeah. screams some more or whatever. This yeah. is scream core at its best. Yeah, I this mean, is this is the screaming part of the movie. Yes, yeah. the the shriek of the of the what is it? Mutilated. Mutilated. I keep I keep saying malnutritioned. This the the, the, yeah. the shriek of the mutilated. This this is the shrieking part. The okay. mutilated part was the first when yeah. the head got chopped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the leg. So now. They did an end around too, because they had Shriek and then of the mutilated. Yeah, they they did a Tarantino on us. Now, the sh the, the mutilated part was the first one. Now it's the, the shriek. shrieking is the, the yeah. They went backwards. It should have yeah. been yeah. They it should have been it should have been mutilating and the shrieks too. Yeah, the mutilated and the shriekers, something like that. Anyway. Been like a really good band from the like the birds, and this would be like the mutilated shriekers. Yeah, it sounds like a good. Trademark TM. <laughs> okay. So uh, as she's going through the house, she opens up a cabinet and there's like, you know, Laughing Crow hiding out there with an axe in his hand. And she's like, oh, I'm a shriek number 27, I yeah, guess, exactly. at this point. And uh, she ends up dying of fright. Yep. 
That's a thing. So that so, really happened. <laughs> yes. So Mr. Yeti guy comes in. It turns out that we find out that he's not a Yeti. What a surprise. He's actually Doug Henning, the uh, the hippie dot guy who owns the house there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Then, then, then you're like, oh, and he would have got away for it too, away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> Takes the mask off. It's a hotel landowner, you know. It's all the same. Damn kids, the Scooby-Doo. The Scooby-Doo kids and their mystery machine Mystery machine, crap. yeah. It's crazy. God. So Yeti, Yeti brings her down and... Uh, Don't bring me down. <laughs> that was a good song. I like that song. Oh, the ELO? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was one of my favorite Not the songs. ELO, but ELO. <laughs> Actually, I did see the tail end of that video yesterday on VH1 Classic. It's an old skate, everyone. Don't yeah, bring me down. down. Yeah, that would, that would have been... Yeah, that would have been... got that right. Um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> hippie dude and Doc have a toast, and they're they're all happy themselves because they basically killed killed the girl, the fright, without actually mutilating yeah. her. So is this uh, where it goes to like that dinner party where the ultra white rich guys are really being like, "Yes, that's right," <laughs> <laughs> like twirling their mustaches and you know smoking cigars, and they're like, like that. Stuffy, conceited, really too smart for their own like good. Like Mr. Howe from Gilligan's yeah, Island. Yeah, kind of like that, but like like the Monopoly guy. That's, yeah, like it's Monopoly. a room full of Monopoly guys. They're like, meh, meh. Yeah, yeah, right, because all of a sudden these, these cars... A toast are, to evil, you know, and they clink and they're like, meh, pass me a cigar there. Well, it's weird because, okay, yeah, like you said, all the cars come in and it's, there's like a dinner, but you've got like, you know, the evil rich guys, but then you got like... Some African dude that has like feathers, and then you got a hippie guy there, and some like some chick who burps or whatever. It's just, and they're like, it's just bizarre. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good one. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so Keith, uh, Keith shows up with a sheriff, and he thinks that okay, sheriff, <laughs> arrest these guys, arrest these <laughs> men, and sheriff's like, well. I'm glad it was me that you picked up because basically I'm one of them too. It was like, oh no. Yeah, they're like, I, I was hungry. Dun dun dun. And then and then you find Dong. out. Then you find out all these guys are not just cannibal, but they're satanic cannibals or whatever. And so it's, it's a like, global network. It's a global network. Oh Because my they're God. on the radio with who was it, Peru or something like that, or yeah, yeah, South the, America. Yeah, they call some dude to look like. The photo on the wall looked like Lon Chaney Sr. or yeah, something. Yeah, it was. You know. Lon Chaney was hanging out in South Africa, and they're like, yes, to evil. <laughs> now enjoy, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. enjoy your dead human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and basically what the deal was that Keith was being groomed f- to be one of the guys by the know. doctor. I guess the doctor had some kind of a of a man crush on him or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there was some kind of thing going on. Yeah, there, there was some like, you little know. A little bit of homophobic. A little bit. Not homophobic, I mean, like, it's just like some yeah. tension. He, yeah, a little he, bit of He wanted something. him to be his manservant. Yeah, he wanted to be, of. you know, his, yeah, his dude or whatever. So, so um, you know, as as Keith's sitting there knowing that he's, he's doomed at this point, uh, 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 I, a laughing crow comes in with Karen's body. Yeah. And they, they were real happy because, like I said before, she's, they pulled this a, is a delicacy, the they untouched. Pulled, they pulled a rocky horror on this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, anyone, everyone who knows Rocky Hart knows this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So she comes in and they're all happy because this is the ultimate delicacy. Somebody who they're going to eat that hasn't been mutilated, killed, or anything died of fright. This is yeah. 
This is good meat. This is prime, prime stuff. So at this point, Keith... It's like free-range chicken. Yes. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> free-range chicken, free-range Velma. You know? So so at this point, Keith freaks out and he runs. And, like, they all the, all the cannibals grab him. And, like, yeah. for whatever reason, they pull up his shirt and they start stabbing him with forks. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. figured they are going to eat him. I guess him. he's not in the club. Not yet, not yeah. in not in the cannibal club for dudes or whatever. But <laughs> I'm not just the president; I'm also a client of Cannibal Club for Men. So, so, so then after that, it's like the last scene is like you see Laughing Crow and he talks now, and he goes to Keith, Mister Henshaw, would you like white meat or dark? And as he goes with the electric carving yeah. knife, and then it cuts to Keith, and I guess he's drooling. So I guess he's you know he's become one of them or yes. something. So. The typical downer 70s and boy, ending. You know, there is something really creepy about those old 60s, like the turkey cutters. Yeah. It was like where it had that white base and it had the serrated blade, the long serrated blade that like went, <laughs> like there is no way to hold those or use those. That doesn't look like you're going to become an axe murderer. Yeah. Like, or a murderer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. weird. They're just a weird invention, and as soon as they start going, you're like, I don't know, man. That's a <laughs> okay. so anyway, that's so that that trick is, of the mutilated in a nutshell. And I'm going to before I go on to my movie because my movie will be much shorter in my wrap up because <laughs> uh, there's not a whole hell of a lot to wrap up with that one. The following bullet points are the reason my argument for why your movie is easily better than mine. Because you remember, in a Versus show, you're trying to prove yours is worse. First of all, this is a movie. Yes. Okay, so that will get that right out of the way. Because <laughs> yes. the, the jury is out on my entry, if that's actually a, even a thing. Okay, first of all, huge glasses. That chick's sporting the huge yeah. glasses, that's yeah. one. Yeah, that's part. The second one, 70s party. I wrote down 60s party, but we'll 70s. call it 70s that's party. 70s. Okay, a van with flowers on the side of it. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is when they arrived at the at the creepy motel, the guy carrying the guitar in their room, there was a stuffed armadillo in there. That's right. Did you see that? That's right. So there's a stuffed armadillo. That's points. The toaster in the bathtub, of course. That's a good kill. Uh, yeah. Um, the housekeeper looks like Joe Namath. Okay. Now those, laughing crow. Yeah, laughing crow. Those bullet points alone are my reasons why. Those are good. <laughs> your yours is clearly a superior those film. Those are good. Those are good. My air quote movie does not have any of those things in it. But, no. But uh, it is. But you know what? You know what I like most about your movie? It's very environmentally environmentally conscious. Oh my God! I wanted to punch every one of those people. I, I'm not sure I could restrain myself. If, uh, okay, hold on. We're going to go to a music break. We'll be right back before I go off on my rant. Okay, we're back. Technical Doc- difficulties yes. solved. Yes, yes. Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown had some technical difficulties. So we're, we're, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Anyway, now, as I said before, I, I can't, my, my brain is blocking out the name of it. My, my movie that I chose was 2010 Birdemic Shock and Terror. Now, yeah, the first they had some aspirations at some point of this being a thing you know they have the leisurely drive through like a pretty scenic uh, mountain and the guy's driving his little 
Blue Mustang, and they have a fairly decent uh, music score going on. It reminded me of the long drive towards The Shining. Remember the beginning of The Shining when there's that long drive up that very beautiful scenic place to get, you know, when he was going for the interview. I, trust me, there is no comparison between this and the other thing, and that was no. I don't want you to Java update. Shut up. We're ta- we're taping here. I know. Sorry. So there's no comparison between those two things. That was just what it reminded me of for a brief moment. And as with every scene in every part of this air quote movie, it goes on and on and on. So you're watching this guy driving this car along a road and you're thinking, well, this got to be the end of it. Nope. You're in for about eight more minutes of seeing this dude driving his car. And then, and then you're, then he goes into a diner and then, and the acting is God, it's wooden and well, at this point, it still looks like it could. It wouldn't be as bad as it would get. It still looks like, you know, the guy's okay at this point, but the waitress is pretty bad. It's all right, yeah, the waitress is obviously an actual waitress who also like looks at the camera and goes, "Here's your menu," and then like hands it out like, like stiff arms it straight out and everything, and then but it just it just keeps going like, every scene is just this abomination of film, you know, like. And it's it's like a four-year-old wrote it. You know, like, and then I won a million dollars, and then I was dating a supermodel, and then I was driving a car really fast, and then um, I, I played basketball, and I won because I can be Michael Jordan, and then I made a million dollars, and then I did some environmental stuff, and then, like, it just keeps going. And these are actual things in the goddamn movie. The the ladies, I just went on a photo shoot, and, I, and then, oh, good news, Becky, you're, you got accepted for to be Victoria's Secret's cover model. Well, that's not even a thing. And then, oh, what happened? I just made my first million-dollar sale. We're on the fast track. And then he's like, oh, our... Company got bought out for a billion dollars and all this shit. And you're yeah. like, oh my god. Well, well, well. It, it, <laughs> in in their defense, I would have punched him all in the balls. That's they're, the <laughs> they're, they're they're trying to this to establish this poignant love story at the beginning. These two young kids meet. Oh my! They went god. to high school together, and he hits on her. And you could the chemistry between these two. Wow, it was spectacular. She's actually cute. The sparks were really flying. And she actually has like a tiny little bit of acting ability. A little bit. She has a little bit more personality than some of the other people in this movie. You know, but anyway. I'll give it to you. But a little bit. And, a tad. And, and, let me, and trust me, these sparks were flying not since what? Hepburn and, uh, and Tracy. Tracy, have you seen such... King Kong and Fay Ray. Yeah, have you seen such animal magnetism? Abbott and Costello. As in, huh? like, if my car is parked next to a lamppost... It's the exact amount of attraction that these two have because they are talking like, boy, I sure really did like you a lot. Oh, 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 I have to go to my photo shoot. That's okay. I'm going to go to my sales job. And you're like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Yeah, we're establishing that these people in this movie are not actors. Unlike some movies that they make these days that are... B movies where everybody's wink, wink, nudge, nudging. These people genuinely are just regular people that he just grabbed to make this and, movie. And they were like, "I can do that." Yeah. And, and and I I can be an actor. I can read a line. Wrong, wrong, wrong. No, actually, <laughs> actually, at the at the parts of this movie, I thought the photography was good, 
but the audio was like I'm watching this movie and then like every scene like the the audio drops out at the end for whatever reason it was done in post or something right. with like well, a with like a Sertron cassette recorder or something I'll tell you I what happened know. because this happened to one of, on my earlier TV shows uh-huh I used to cuz on my earlier TV shows um for those of you who don't know I used to have a television show where we took old movies cut them into pieces we re-scripted them and then dropped and then we would just say whatever lines we wanted and then I would dub them over. It was called Dub 420. Well, in the beginning, I used to keep the audio and cut out the words and I would put ours on top and that's what happens. It doesn't match. So what, as I, after I was like, boy, this is terrible, I gotta fix this. Then I removed all the audio and I went back in and just put what I needed to put in and then it, it sounded natural. So what this guy did was the exact same thing I did on my very first two or three TV shows where I was just take, hacking up the audio and then the people would come in and read in, in the studio, like there's a studio, read in this guy's bedroom and then he would drop that in and be like, so the, so you hear the, the ambient noise, the background noise and then it would stop suddenly and you'd hear, that's right, Janie, let's go to the beach and then it would pick right back up with the cars in the background. Okay, so it was just right. notched, notched, notched. It was just cutting out. That's what this guy did. Okay, you know? so obviously I mean, he it, didn't have a public access show where he learned these horrible lessons young in life. <laughs> he decided to do that in a movie. Learning, you know, it's he's learning and as growing up in public, as they say. Yeah. Anyway, so you're watching this and you're like, you don't really realize how this is as good as it's going to get until the next second. Like every second you watch of this movie is the best second you're going to see ever again because it's going to keep going down and down. And no matter how horrible it is, that's this, that second is still better than the one that's coming next and next. And next, like, if you're an hour into it, and you, like I paused at one point, and I was like, there's still 31 minutes left. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make this. Like, you know what I mean? Because at this point, there's, there's these... There's like environmental issues, like... And he, he, he he's installing solar panels because he's retiring... You know, yeah, he made his money already. He made his money. He's a millionaire. But he now. made his money the good way. It was not like one of these dirty bankers or anything like no, that. No, no. He was mm. sold solar panels or environmentally friendly stuff. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. worked for Solyndra. I don't know. Maybe we paid for his house. I don't know. You know, because yeah, they went under. But at any rate, yeah, he's, he's very a good, conscious. Clean cut guy. He's a sales rep that's very honorable and very good. And he's made his millions now. So he's going to retire for a couple weeks. Then he's going to start up his green, his green yes, concerns. Yes, like green, yeah. He's going to do an eco-friendly, like, his solar panels are made of ba- baby's tears and unicorn feathers. Oh, and yeah. And they're just the greatest thing in the world, and, you know, and this is why it's so awesome. And now, now the, the director apparently was trying to get this movie huh. uh, to play at the Sundance Film Festival, and it was turned down. So I, I'm thinking that maybe he tried to do these things as an attempt maybe to get in with the, uh, you know, the green crowd or whatever. Maybe they would give oh, him a break or something. Right. I guess so, because at one point, him and his best... Because they're, really, they're really hitting it over the hammer. Oh, like, there was three or four scenes that were... you. It was hard to tolerate them. Like, at first, like, he comes walking out with his bro friend and, and their two girlfriends, and they're like, boy, that inconvenient <laughs> truth sure really made me think I'm going to get a hybrid, too, just like you, Josh, or whatever that is, idiot's yeah. name was. Yeah, my Mustang is a hybrid, and I plug it in and get blah blah blah, and that's not even a thing. Anyway, so but but, but another one of my favorite scenes was when his buddy, Mister Sex Guy, 
He calls him. He calls him up, and he's having like some some. Uh, he's getting ready to get down and dirty with his kind of right. like average-looking girlfriend or whatever, in a little bikini. And it was like, really? It was like, is this is this what's gonna be like? I don't want to see this. I don't think <laughs> you know. So anyway, it turns out the two girls are best friends. So right, whatever. They're best friends, and I'm sure she's an astronaut. And uh, and you know who's friends with the with the with the Victoria's Secret model? You yeah, know. I'm sure she's. I mean, the girl's cute, but you know her her chest isn't Victoria's Secret yet at this point, unless they put plastic in, and then that's it could be. not those. No, they they would just be like, you can be the coffee girl. She could be working at Starbucks or something, but I don't. You know. Anyway, I I shouldn't trash these people because they were just. Who's the blame? Friends, who's to, who's the blame is the guy who made the movie, not the actors who are trying to struggle along with this terrible right, thing. Right, right. They're doing Any, the best they can. They're doing the best they can. Because, like I said, this isn't a wink, wink, nudge, nudge movie. These guys are giving lines, and they're trying to be as read them as good as possible. They're like, yay, we're, we're actors We're in a now. movie. We're actors in a movie. You know? We're in a movie that's actually been released on DVD and is on Netflix, along with Citizen Kane and other things. Yes. It's actually... In the same category as real movies. That's the that's a thing. Now, Shriek of the Mutilated is not on Netflix, but Birdemic is. Dude, <laughs> I'll get back to that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so let me get let me finish this movie as yeah. the biggest air quotes in the world. So okay. Now we've got through the love story part, and they're like, "Oh, we're so cute," and, blah, blah, blah. and I, I, the mom's like, "You should be a realtor, you know, yeah. instead of being a fashion model." So you have something to go back. Right, it's right. Just, just this, this just keeps going and going and going, and then you're like, "Okay." So finally, after their one of their dreamy dates, they sleep together, and by sleep together, I mean she takes off her clothes and there's and is in like a very unmodest bikini, like it's purple like, kind. It, of. it might as well be a one piece, but it there's it's a it's a big it, there's no g-string or nothing like that so she's fully clothed and he doesn't take his clothing off at all so they're laying in bed and th- like just you know like like a yeah they're gonna have a zippered you know relationship apparently so then they wake up to the shrieks of of attacking birds now it gets real good yeah now it gets real good the cg in this movie I don't exactly know how to describe it. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like Jurassic Park meets Galaga the video game or something. Like, it's like there wasn't a there was a game called Phoenix for Atari yeah. 2600. Yeah. Where they went That's it. That's it. And they had the birds had they didn't move. They just kind of went up and down like a like a wave pattern and you'd shoot one part of their wing off and then one part of their wing off. And then if you shot the middle, they'd die. That's it. That's exactly it. Obviously inspired Atari by Atari 2600 had better graphics than these birds. I think so. They floated without flying. And they shit by, by the, bombs. By the side, they looked like L's. They looked like the letter L. Like, their, their, little, their little eagle feet went straight out like a chicken bone parallel to their body. Like, they made an, a letter L. And and you're at this point, you're like, am I seeing this? Am I... Did someone slip me a drug? Like, am I on <laughs> drugs now? What what the hell's going on? I'm I'm, uh, you know, yeah. and, and no, that's just that's it. And and the shrieking, and those birds just shrieking, like, but no mutilation. Yeah, no. 
And then they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then, then somehow they the, the other ones show up and they're like, well, here's some hangers. And they run to the to the van and they're like pretending to hit these birds and the, 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 the CG's coming in. And at this point, you're like, oh, my God. And it's just starting to rattle apart at this point. Like, I don't know how they finished filming this. I don't know how they looked at this and said, let's continue. Like, hey. Let's keep going. Like, at some point, sanity has to sit and you have to go, look, man, this is fun, but I'm out. Like, you have to preserve your dignity. At the end of the night, you close your eyes and you think, did I do a good job today or not? As soon as you saw this part of the film, you should have said, I have to stop. Of course, being me, this is the point where I start laughing, like by myself in the living room, like well, laughing course, out loud. Of course, because you're like, I can't the, believe this. The hell am I even seeing it? I wasn't. Like, you know what it is? I wasn't expecting anything to be this stupid, but oh my god, it, it delivered this in the stupidity. Department. I don't even know how this was made. Like, like the CG is so bad. It's not even like I don't even know how they could have achieved this. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, whatever. Any so anyway, this keeps going. They're running from the birds, and now the birds are just kind of killing people. And at some point, they're they, eagles, and they show up every once in a while. They're not like it's yeah. not like obviously. Obviously, this movie is a tribute to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh my! But, it, well, uh, yeah, okay. It kind of is. It, it is in a in a, in a sad in, way. <laughs> Except for the other one was a movie, and this one isn't. Yeah. Other than that, yes, you're right. Yeah, so. it is kind of a tribute to Alfred Hitchcock. So, I mean, in 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 a sense, you can't. You you you. you Alfred Hitchcock was the, one of the masters. You're never gonna achieve that. So obviously, you're gonna be like let down by a tribute to well, the birds. Let me tell you what, Mister. What the hell is this guy? James Nguyen or Nguyen or Nguyen or something. Yes. Give up now. You will never achieve Alfred Hitchcock levels of filmdom. No, maybe like Bob Hitchcock or something. No, no, no. Let's not encourage any more products. Well, we can't encourage, but we'll talk about something later. Okay. Anyway, so at, this just kind of keeps going, and then, and then at one point they come up, and there's like an environmental guy talking about. Yeah, they how meet those two people. Uh, some uh, they 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 grab those kids. The remember they grab the kids yeah, from like kids a, are underneath the car the and, and they save them. Well, we're not going for shot for shot on this. No, no, no. But yeah, they're, they're, there's a group of them. There's two kids, okay. and then they meet the other two people in like yeah. I, I guess in a Seven Eleven like, or one's something. One's like in Iraq. He's, he I was I thought I'd give this up in Iraq. You know. Yeah, right, right, right. And he's yeah. shooting at. Yeah, no, they show up at the house. That was there. Remember, they were in the motel after the birds left. They got out of the hotel room and they were knocking on doors and they got they got into yeah. these people's house. Yeah, yeah. So the, the so the cast is all here for what what's going to be the remainder of this thing. Yeah. Um. There there'll be a few more characters coming in and out, but now we've got it. It's 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 the guy, the super salesman, the model who's, and then there's two kids who are naggy, yeah. whiny, and a pain in the ass, and then there's like, uh, like a, a guy who wishes he was Rambo and his girlfriend. Janie soon to be dead. Okay. Yeah. So and they're in this broken down van, not the super Mustang, because that wouldn't fit all these people. So there you go. And and at some points the birds are like kamikaze dive bombers, blowing things up with their poop. Yeah. And at sometimes they're just like a nuisance, like a moth. And at sometimes they fly in formation that looks stagnant to everything around it. 
like um, invaders from Mars. So or yeah, spa- or space invaders. The space video invaders. Game. Yeah, the birds just kind of go boom, boom, boom. And it's boom, about it's, a, it's like yeah. it, unlike Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds when there were thousands of them. This is like maybe dozens. It's like four. They're just annoying. Four. Like and the thing about it too is what what we were talking about before. It was like they had this need to use this crap CGI all the time. Like I told you before, it would have been better if that during a couple of scenes when they they have kills, just throw a stuffed bird at somebody and like it would probably be a lot more believable than just like have a swooping little like fake, you know, like I animation. Can ra- come I can by. wrap a towel with some zip ties right now that'll look more convincing if I chuck it across the front of a camera yeah. than this thing. And this is kind of what like it's just this mush of wrong like that can't be righted no matter what like even if the cg let and it isn't but even if the cg was saved by the best cg team in the world you still couldn't watch the movie and even if there was two actors that were not terrible and the cg looked like the like the way it is now it still wouldn't save the movie like there's just it's not there's no arc there's no story there's no there's no reason there's no scenes like there's like there's some stop and ends to things but it's just like you're watching just like if you watch a kid walk to the school bus, eventually the scene ends because the kid gets to the bus or he falls down from exhaustion. Okay, well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna, <laughs> but, like, but, I, but I'm going to tell you something, okay? okay. And this, movie, this is an important... you and move you in a this, this is an important point that I'm going to make because you just you just said something there which stimulated my brains in, 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 in the comparison of the birds compared to Birdemic. It was the kiss folder that did it, not me. Yeah, well. He has a kiss folder. Not moving on. And in, in the and honestly, in the movie The Birds, uh-huh. there was no rhyme or reason why the birds decided to attack people. It, it does. I mean, I, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying in the movie The Birds, there was no rhyme or reason. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, after they pecked everybody's eyeballs out, whatever whoever was left, the birds just chilled out. I mean, in a sense, this guy in his in his mind thought he was making an ecological tribute to this movie that's the only thing i can think of and i'm really i'm really trying real hard to so am, come I, being, with a reason. am I being too tough on this movie no no not at all <laughs> okay i was like you know trust me if i'm being too tough no, let me no, know no, not at all. <laughs> i don't want to trample on anyone's dreams but you know no, no, no. so uh, and they and sometimes the birds come zipping through and like like the one girl was going to use the bathroom <laughs> and there's just this black like you know, like right across, and she, she even had the TP. She had the TP and a gun, and the other girl was there to protect her. And out of nowhere, this bird yeah. just takes her throat, and she falls down. Yeah. And, and then so she, he's dead, Sad. and then 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 Rambo runs out because he has to avenge his the death, and then he gets it. Yeah. Thank God. And then and then that trucker guy that tries to pull him over yeah, and steal the gas. So they do touch on some things that are like, you know, they, they, there's the price gouging at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, you know, yeah where, right. It's a hundred dollars yeah. a gallon now for gas, and then yeah, of a sahib or whatever. And then the there. one guy, they stop. He's like, "Do you need some help?" He's like, "I need gas." And they're like, "Well, we don't have any gas." And then he pulls a gun. So there's human greed, you know. Like, maybe maybe it could be even an analogy to the oil companies. I'm really I I'm I you know <laughs> I'm just pulling sh- stuff out of my ass so or then, whatever. I don't know. So then basically like, you know, then they they meet this guy who's talking about how the, the global warming made beasts like this before and and it's our own dependency on oil that's doing it 
And he drives off, and he's not going to join the caravan because he's just at peace. And then they go into the woods to get water, even though they just showed him getting water at the 7-Eleven that they just left. Now they need water. Apparently they drink a lot of water in the future, or in, in the now. But So they meet this hippie guy who lives in the trees, and the birds don't bother him because he's at peace with 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 nature. And, and that's the thing. And he's a hippie, and yay for that. And then the woods catches on fire, which is the second part of CGI that should be banished <laughs> to the sun. Should They should put all this into a capsule and banish it and send it into the heart of the sun to, to destroy it for all time because they make fire and birds and neither of them, the fire is just like this weird looking, I don't even know what the hell it is. What the hell was that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, like it's like some old person just stuck a cigarette through the film and the, the tip of the cigarette came up and that's what they said was fire. And they're like, Oh, we got to run. And <laughs> so then they, they drive until they're out of gas and then they, then they go fishing on the beach and the, the kids don't like the food, but they have to eat it cause it's seaweed and fish and that's all they have to eat because they're out of gas and they're out of blah, blah, blah. And then the then the, the birds come and they run to the car and you're thinking, thank God they're going to get killed. This will be the end. And the birds circle and we're out of gas and we're out of ammo and we're out of water and we're out of lines. And then they go, the birds are leaving. That's the last freaking line in this movie. And they walk to the beach and for about 18 minutes, these these birds are, are like yeah, sitting there in the, yeah. in the, in the sky. While the credits go down. Sli- slightly getting smaller, but, and they're not moving. It's just like a still of like a bird. The, the CGI. I, See, I oh hate, I, I hate CGI <laughs> so much that this to me is like, is like awesome because it shows what a piece of shit <laughs> it really is. <laughs> in the hands, in the hands of the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, this could be a learning film. Like, like if you're teaching at a vocational college and you're like, "So you want to be a CGI animator, huh?" Well, let's watch this and make them watch it, and they'll be like, "So, do you want to be a do you want to be a CGI person now? Well, then you better study or get out of my classroom." That's what they should say, and then people would scream in terror, and they'd be like, "I don't want it anymore. I'm gonna go be a welder." And they'll be like, "Good for you. Go make something real in life." <laughs> so you know, but yeah, and I have been brutally hard on this movie. Well, and, um, when I was at this TV, did you say you wanted to poke your eyes out? Yes. Okay. At one point, to make the pain stop. Okay. But this is one of those things where, when when I like I alluded to earlier that I made a TV show for a while, and um, you know. You make a TV show, and, and you're in the world, and you're doing the audio, you're doing video. You do some of this little stuff here and there, and it gets pretty good. After a while, you, your shows are funny. People like it. And people start saying, why don't you make a, a film? Why don't you make a short? Why don't you... Because everyone knew I loved Kung Fu so much. And I actually, I was in a dojo for a lot of years. I'm a black belt, so I had friends that were doing it. They're like, why don't you make a Kung Fu movie? This is why I never made a Kung Fu movie. Like, there's no amount of money and time that you can invest that it won't look like this unless you're talking about millions of dollars and you have actual people doing it. No no B-movie made nowadays looks like anything but this. Some have a better story. 
No, no, those those Roger Corman, Super Croc versus Giant Octopus guy, they're they're way better looking than this well, thing. Yes, but those are also those. Are they still, spend a few bucks on. I was gonna say those are still over a million. They spend a few bucks. And on the people them, that yeah. are doing that CG are people that are in the industry that can't get a job, and they're like, well, I'll do this for now. I've seen. I you mean, know? I mean, I mean, the problem with this is this this guy really tried to do maybe a little too much with what he had. He should have like. Maybe not made this movie, made something simpler or whatever, like the Blair Witch Project or something like that, because that was done on the cheap. That only works once. Well, no, I mean, you can make a but cheap I, oh, horror I, movie. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, this guy had like, this guy was a software uh, guy before. I don't know if he was a software um, creator or seller or whatever, but he was involved in some kind of computer technical thing. But yeah, you're right. At, at first, when you see it, you go like, you really want to release this? But you know what? This, th- he got it released. It's on Netflix. He got a DVD out. We're la- we're talking about it. We're laughing about it. So I don't know. He might have the last laugh of most. And what I was going to say before, there's a sequel coming. To oh, a 3D version of this. So this could, this is like the, the crap B movie. So you're saying this has today. to be stopped. Is that what, is what you're saying? I will watch the 3D one. I, I I just need a few stupid laughs every once in a while. No, so, wait a second. Yeah. Okay, let me look at this. Bert Demick two, 2, The Resurrection, coming soon. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yes, yes, sir. No, no, no. This is is it the same people? Yeah. I hope so. No. Well, the one guy. Oh, she looks good. That's her, right? Brittany Pierce. Yeah, I think it's her. Yeah, she looks good. No, no, no. This is only, this is, no, She. this is the only one she's in. Okay. She well, looks she looks the same, but she's not. This guy, the main guy, is the same. Is he really? Uh, Let's say, see, see, he's in Birdemic, Ghost Shark, Urban Jaws, and Birdemic. This two. dude made more movies. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it gives uh, it gives anybody it gives all you kids out there hope. You know that if you if you try, even though you may be a bad actor, you can get in a movie like Birdemic. I don't remember her, and it was no. This is the only one she's in. I I would have swore she would have been had a couple of triple X. You know what I mean? Like, you can only uh, hope. Whatever. So yeah, there's this, there's another one, and it's, I guess you're it's, right. It's well, going to be released on DVD. I would I would imagine. Bottom line, for all purposes on the versus show, I you have to say I won. There's no way you can say that that the movie that you actually showed what you gave me was was worse than this one. Well. Here's my here's what I'm going to say about this. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I call shenanigans if you say anything other than, yes, this one is way worse than what I showed. Since this is an all-skate, there was no shenanigan. <laughs> there was no shenanigan <laughs> protection involved. So anything goes on an all-skate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, technically, you're right. This movie, the Shriek of the Mutilated is, I hate to say this, it's sad to say this, but it's technically a better made movie. It does have a plot. It does have editing. This Birdemic has everything. no editing whatsoever. Well, that's what I mean. Like everything that what Shriek of the Mulated is a movie. It's it's a movie. It really is a movie. <laughs> like you could watch it and you go, there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's a middle and, and there's, there's an end. An end. And, it has and, a story. And there's a story and people it ha- are in it. It, it has know? a story, but it's it's also like shot on 16 crappy kind of dark looking 70s it's a blah movie 
Yeah, it's yeah. It's not like you walk out of there going, oh my it's God. A drive in, it's a drive-in thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. some people may like that, some people might not. On the other hand, Birdemic is like very bright colors or whatever. I mean, it's some of the shots are actually nice in it, which I was real surprised. The editing sucks. The audio sucks. The acting mostly sucks. <laughs> mostly? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, the girl, I give the main girl like a little bit of, she seemed like she had a personality more so than anybody cute. else. Yeah, that always works. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> anyway, but I, but on the other hand, I thought in in uh, Shriek of the Mutilated, the uh, Daphne was cute too. Velma not so much, but Daphne yeah. was cute too. You know, but yeah, but that but the, Shriek has bad acting, uh, bad lighting in a lot of scenes, a horrible uh, costume for the Yeti monster or whatever. But okay, yeah, yeah. your movie. <laughs> <laughs> my movie, your my movie is better by a tad. I'll give. I'd it. I'd say it's tad. probably be better by like one point. By like, one point, like, like Birdemic is a minus four. Yeah, and yours is a one. Is a one, yeah. Like I, well, I shouldn't say minus four. My, my I say Birdemic Bird, is, is like a, zero. a point five. Okay, point five. I, I'd say zero, but you're saying a point five. Now, if Birdemic then, would have had nudity. It might well, have been, it been a point five or a one. It would have been. It might have gone to a one. It Some, might have been a tougher. I mean, something. It, had, it might have been. It something. just had to have something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It went on too long with the relationship that was really like it could have been done in like five minutes. And the, and and the guns they were using were obviously like from a toy toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like they were not real guns. They were fake. And then they just it would add some sparks. And I mean, and the thing about Shriek of the Mutilated, the thing, the thing that it's also a. Uh, a kind of a rip is that this movie is called Shriek of the Mutilated, and yeah, you really—it's not really a gore movie. You do see like no. a severed head and stuff like that. It's mostly like some kind of like psychological semi, you know, like this is a cash grab. Kind EC of thing. Comics kind yeah. of thing or like whatever. They just said we have something, we can do it. Let's get a cash grab. See if we can make a couple bucks, and that's it. Yeah, it's it, not great. It's not. There it wasn't like you go, oh, this is a fun movie or funny or nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing jumped out at you, but it still was. But but I, yeah, I did yeah. I did get more laughs at Birdemic than I did Ooh, at Shriek. At, at it. At it. Yeah. Not, well, not with it. Like you no, know, of course. But, it. but that's but that's my one, that's I, I, that's to, one of my points. That's one of my things. I like to laugh I, at a movie. Yeah, I'll get I'll concede that where there was a couple times you were like where you're like it's so bad you're kind of like laughing because you're just like is this really true like is this like, a real movie I, I'm sitting there talking to the cat like did you. Is that tr- is this real? Did that really happen? And the cat's like, I don't know, man. I- I'm gonna go know, I'm lick my butt. Yeah, I'm gonna go lick my butt. It's more entertaining than this. Yeah, I mean, mm. something like I mean, not to compare it to Plan Nine, but something like Plan Nine, you're kind of laughing at it most of the time. You know, I mean, there's no yeah. there's no great humor in it, so it's kind of like it's in the sense, the fact that it's bad acting, bad effects, I I know bad story. Yeah. It kind of has that spark that I like in a movie. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's barely, it's no barely a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. barely a movie. But I, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it, the guy is trying to do a, his attempt was to do a version of the birds or whatever. He failed miserably, but <laughs> that's what he was trying to do. You know, I mean, I can tell you a story about when uh, when we went to see a movie years ago. My friend Pat and I went to see the movie Orca, and as uh, as we're walking out, I go, "Wow, that movie was really bad." And and my friend goes, "Well, you know." If you really look at the storyline, it did have elements of Greek tragedy, and of course, I gave him a look like <laughs> you're kidding, aren't you? You're like, let me go find something heavy to hit you with. So I, I kind of, I've kind of done the same thing in a way. <laughs> so it's like, in a way, it's a tribute to my friend Pat. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Thanks, Pat. 
And then, but yeah, I just looked it up. Birdemic one cost an estimated ten thousand dollars. Really? Wow! So he made money off this thing. He's made money by putting this on, getting it on Netflix and they selling don't make it. They make money on Netflix. Yeah, they they, they have to they have to Netflix has to buy it. They have to pay some sign. Ah, uh, they probably were like, "I'll give you a dollar." And, and, it, and it and it was released and it was released on DVD from Severn Films apparently. So, I, I and I jokingly said, "We got to buy one and mail now, it to him and say, would you please sign this and mail it back you, to us?'" You know what I need to find, and this 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 will appeal more to you than anything else. Apparently, there's a riff track so of it. Yeah, buddy. Is that true? There's a riff tracks of Birdemic. Wait, yeah. they did this? Yeah, they goofed on it. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, you have to find yeah, that I'll, for me. Yeah, I'll I'll see if it's on Amazon or something <laughs> like that. Which means you you'll have to watch it again. <laughs> oh my God! The last laugh is on me. <laughs> wow. I don't I don't even I can't even believe they did it. Now you see you see what's interesting is Riff Tracks did their version of Birdemic. But you know the the movie that I think that would have been perfect for MST would have been Shriek of the Mulet, and they never goofed on it. I mean, oh, there's millions that they've never gotten. But to, this was like right in right in line with Manos and all that garbage that they did. Oh, that one is tread. Manos, Hands of Fate is just oh, yeah. that's dreadful. Torgo, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up because we're at an hour and a half. We talked an hour and a half about these two movies. because because these movies deserve it. We've talked more about Birdemic than I think <laughs> the movie lasts. So, I mean, they, they, they pad it out to be like t- uh, one hour and oh, 20 minutes. My God. But, uh, I mean, in reality, if they would have edited it, if somebody would have edited it properly, it would have been like, yeah, about an hour maybe. I, that, I, that wasn't a joke when I said I paused it and there was still 31 minutes left and I kind of slumped in my chair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this I, can't go on for 31 more minutes. I, I did fast forward at the end because I knew this scene was just going to go on forever because... Like I said, when I was a kid, I saw the birds, and they're just standing there, and the birds are flapping. I go, you know, nothing's going to happen here, so I just fast forward. The birds are going away. Yeah, till till part two. They're going away. They're coming back now, 2012. <laughs> well, 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 I'll, Wouldn't it I'll have been better if they would have died? No, no, no not, yeah. not really. I'm saying like the end of the movie. Whenever it would have killed movie, the birds, Whenever maybe. a movie ends with, with, the, with the stars dying, the protagonist dies, somebody gives a life. It it's meaningful. It, it means something. Like you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, look at the end of Easy Rider, a, a a goofy hippie movie, but at the end, wow. Like yeah. they're chasing the American well, dream. Once and they again, get, that's the seventies for you. Yeah, that was a that was a powerful ending to a to what would have been a, a pedestrian movie. Pretty much. But then at the end, you're like, wow, they're just trying to chase the American dream, and that's what they get. You know, and and you just it makes the whole movie different. Yeah, well. I'm not saying it would have saved this movie, but but yeah, I don't know. Well, like I said, like I said, in, uh, yeah. Well, well, long anyway. story short, anyway. Mao goes up two to one. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. But I'm gonna have to work hard next time. Yeah, that's okay. What are we gonna do next time? You want our from? Well, I'll, I'll we'll think about it and I'll post it on our website. I have an idea though. <laughs> Settle down. Okay, I have a uh, I have a real good idea. I have, I'm Mao, and we have. Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. And thank you for listening. We will be with you next week and uh, enjoy. Warning the cycles from hell are coming. American General Pictures presents Hell's Chosen Few, a shocking new picture filmed in the streets where it actually happened with members of the real devil's henchmen and allied motorcycle gangs of Southern California. 
hundreds of wild riders. Hell's chosen few roars across the motion picture screen with their choppers and wild mamas. Go ahead and cry, baby. That's the way I like it. Just makes it all the sweeter when we finally get there. They're hell's chosen few. They live fast, die young, and nobody cries. Joe, look out! What the heck, Joe? You gonna be rocking or something? You ain't no man, you pink. least you ain't gonna be when I get done with you. Satan's angels, screaming cycles and wild women. Statewide run. <laughs> Starring Jody Daniels, Kelly Ross, and Bill Bonner. It's the wildest, no holds barred outlaw motorcycle picture of all time. Room. I want this little flower here to be ashamed to show off her tattoo when it kind of a misspelled word. Oh. From American General Pictures, Hell's Chosen View, recommended for mature audiences.